So one night, Drew sent me a text and <laughs> it said, we need to do this on the podcast. And there was a trailer. I watched the trailer and I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? Um, there was a article with a story by Liz Cohen that said, what will this show remind you of? Demon and Saviors is a blend of unsolved mysteries, The Staircase, and Carrie, mixing a mysterious murder with a woman's unexplained paranormal abilities. This is our review of Demons and Saviors on Hulu, presented by ABC News Studios. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. Okay, so um, we both have seen this. Yeah, we've actually both seen this one. Yep. So the thing that made me want to jump into this one or want to send it to Sarah was the paranormal part of it because Sarah likes that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And so I was, you know... I just saw it, and I'm like, you know, the trailer got me for once. It got me where I was like, that's kind of interesting. I might check it out. And then the I saw the actual show, and about episode two, at the end of episode two, I was like, yeah, I better send this to her, because she's going to like this. And she did. Yeah. Um, so I started watching, started taking notes immediately. I had saw the trailer and I was like, this seems real weird, but I didn't know how it was going to go. We haven't talked about it until no. now. Yeah, we've been kind of dancing around it because it it's yeah. like one of those things where you want to ask the other person, like, oh, what do you think? Mm-hmm. But we're saving it for you guys. Yeah, and it seems like everybody's really taken to it. Um, I tried to find some comments online. It's still pretty new. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came out August 3rd, and we are recording on August 7th. Yep, four days ago. Last Friday, yeah. I think. So, um, there, it's still pretty new. There's still people watching it. Um, so there wasn't a ton of comments. That's why I want you guys, this is my call, please go and right now go to the comments. Tell us what you think that... This is going to be about if you watch the trailer and then watch it and then let us know what you think. Yep. Um, because it's very different than what it presents as well. So. And I feel like I need to be careful when I say that, like, oh, Sarah's going to like this. It's not like she likes what happens in these. Right. It's more of that she likes the mystery. And I say that because, like, I was also like, oh, well, I, I like this documentary. Well, just because I like the documentary doesn't mean I like the results. Right. um same uh but you guys know me by now too and you guys know i like mysterious stuff so yeah we're we're not like that we're obviously we would love a world where none of that happens but it does happen and they do make documentaries about it and we watch them and talk about them yes um and so this is a documentary it's called demons and saviors and it is on hulu um like i said it's presented by abc news studios Um, And it is the story of Christina Boyer. Um, She goes by a couple different names. Um, So once we get into it, you'll see. Once you learn her, 
you kind of see what name she goes by and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so. when she goes by the names and things yeah. like that. See, I feel like I heard her first name, and we'll, we'll hear it when we go in there, but I feel like I've heard of her first name before. I hadn't heard of any of the other names. Yeah. But maybe that's just because it was like, maybe it's close to another case or something somehow. Yeah, I have never heard of this case. Which was surprising. I, yeah. I, every time I sent her a text, I'm like, hey, do you know about this one? And she's like, yeah. No, right. like, this isn't even the first, like, this is, like, the sixth documentary they've done on this case. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, it's new to me. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, the first one I sent her, and it was new to her. Yeah, and that's definitely different um, for me because, like, so my, I don't, I don't know what it is, toxic trait, possibly, is I have all of these different Facebook groups and all of these different um, news sites and stuff like that. They will post, like, either a news clip or they'll post um, a missing person or a case, and I will screenshot it. So I have about a million screenshots (laughs) in my phone as of I mean, that's one way to remember it, though. Yeah. I screenshot it, and then I go back, and I go, what was the name of that? Or I need something. Let's go through my screenshots. And I will go through, find a name, and then just research it. That's a good idea. Um, for those of you who don't know her, though, the thing that surprises me the most about that is it doesn't. It's a good idea, but also doesn't sound like there's organization to it, and that's kind of your thing. Yeah. So like, I'm surprised you haven't like moved them into folders somehow and labeled them <laughs> and like. Once I get a better phone, I probably will do that, to be quite honest. Um, I am right now trying to go through my phone because I need a new phone. Mm, And and I know this ahead of time. So I'm trying to take all my pictures, put them on my laptop, go through all my stuff and delete things I don't need. You guys should see her phone. uh, There used to be an old commercial where somebody had like bandages on their fingers because their phone made their fingers bleed because it was so like (laughs) scratched up and chipped up. That's her phone. Yeah. She's got a uh, cover on it, like a whatever glass cover, a tempered glass cover on it, and it is supposed to be shatterproof, and it is 100% shattered. Yeah, it's cracked to hell. Yeah, and it's not even the first one of those. Right. Um, I am also, so, whole side note here. Yeah, I've got so much stuff to talk about. Sorry. <laughs> i got so much stuff to talk about, sorry. Um, I am sporting my... LGBTQ jewelry. It's from Ano Rainbow. Um, I will do a whole trailer um, because you guys can get 15% off because I got my jewelry. So um, if you guys want to take part in that, um, you can see that a little later. They are not sponsoring this. I just really like it. So, and I'm, and I'm thankful for them for doing that. And I'm not wearing the jewelry or anything like that, but I'm definitely an ally to the cause as well. So, mm-hmm. definitely so, check them out. Yep. And now people will not think that I'm straight. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I always get, you just look straight. And I'm like, thank you. I don't know what that means. I, this is, yeah, this is the first, <laughs> first time you hear that, so I don't uh, know how no, to take no. that either. Um, <laughs> I always look that I, or I always get people saying that I don't look gay. I was so getting, I'm like trying to wear rainbows more. <laughs> <laughs> you're like trying to draw attention you know, to it. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I am. <laughs> just like clarify. Yeah. Okay, so 
Any other news? Any other stuff? No, we're back to our normal spot. Mm -hmm. We're still recording late at night, though, so we're still a little tired. We're going to stumble on some words and stuff. But uh, I am really, like, bad with my words today. I'm so sorry. I've been stumbling a lot of my words, so we, we might stumble a little bit. <clears throat> mm -hmm. we, we'll get there. Yeah, just let us know what you think of this. Um, we haven't done too, too many, like, documentary reviews. Mm -hmm. um, I did one on my own. And then we did Casey Anthony, and you guys liked Casey Anthony. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see how you feel about this. We did the the Murdaws, and oh, you that's guys, right, you Murdaws. guys were kind of like eh, on that, which is okay actually, because honestly, by the time I got to the end of that one, I was kind of like, I've I've heard enough of the story <laughs> to where I was like, the whole thing ended up frustrating me. So I kind of felt it at the end too and that, yeah. that could have been part of it too as I, I wasn't like I lost my interest in it because I obviously want the victims to get justice but I, I the whole um, story of the um, rich powerful lawyers getting away from with stuff just it just feels like it's it, it just it, it gets defeating a little bit at times so right. yeah that's what happened with the Murdoffs yeah, um, so I took extensive notes. Like, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, he breathed. <laughs> um, so I'm curious if you bring up the one uh, point that I was thinking of where it was kind of a funny point when we get to it. But we'll, we'll do it when we get there. Okay. Um, so, let's jump into it. Episode one is called The Poltergeist Girl. Um, so this is where we're going to start getting into some paranormal stuff. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it gets true crimey. Some paranormal activity, you could say. Right. It don't, Just hang in with me. Just buckle up. Um, if you like this type of stuff, buckle up. If you don't, I promise it's going to get different. So and, just and it does tie. This. It does actually tie into the case in mm -hmm. a, in very specific ways, so that it is important to the case. Yes. All right, so we open up with the Pulaski State Prison in Hawksville, Georgia. We start with a prison call. She states that she has spent more time in prison than in the real world. Then we jump back to Columbus, Ohio, 1984. We get a slide that says this is the voice of Christina Boyer, a.k.a. Tina Resch, age 14. So in 1984, she was 14. Right now, she's talking from prison in Hawksville, Georgia, currently. That makes sense? Yeah, and they jump around a we little do jump on around timelines, a lot. yeah. I will say, I did like this documentary. I go into a little bit more later, but there wasn't as much filler. Mm. It's pretty much information yeah, I mean, it's three episodes, and it's um, not a lot of, like you said, not a lot of those acting, uh, like, dramatizations. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of that. Right. So, we have Christina, and she's talking, and she starts to talk about weird things that happened to her when she was a teen. Her alarm going off when it is unplugged, the TV volume and the channels changing, even when unplugged. Her parents have witnessed this, she says. Objects moving, lights flickering. At the time, she believed her house was possessed. 
These reenactments are very 80s <laughs> and they're pretty terrifying to be honest. Like, you know, she's sitting in front of the TV and her mom's yelling at her to turn it down and when she unplugs it, it's still going and we're like, we're seeing that. So right. um, we're seeing things fly, things shatter. Um, I mean, these are reenactments, but this is, she says this is all very true and her parents witnessed it. They say it's true. Whether it is or not, we'll get more into that later. Right. So then we hit the Netherlands, which I was like, <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah. We went from Iowa, <laughs> Iowa, right? No. Uh, well, she's in prison in Georgia. Then she's in Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Then we're in the Netherlands. Right. So we're all over the place. Yes. Um, a man from the Netherlands is being interviewed, and he explains that he is an artist. So, can we talk about these pictures he does? <laughs> I've never laughed so much in a true crime documentary. <laughs> um, they're self-portraits of him, and he's like in Viking gear. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I, I'm kind of a little quiet on him because I... So, when I started out watching this documentary, I had it on another screen. So, I think I actually missed the pictures, and now I need to go back and see the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Because I did not see that. I just heard he was an artist. They're really good. And, like, there's some pictures that are just fantastic. But, like, some of them, the self-portraits, just, they made me laugh. Because this guy, his name is Jan. Um, he's just eccentric and he's like <laughs> he is in this a picture eccentric. like in viking gear very serious but a lot of a lot of artists are eccentric right. so Jan is a eccentric he's, artist but he's a good guy yeah this. he does he so, is a good guy yeah um so <laughs> Jan is doing this uh, piece of photography for women in the pulaski state prison um this is an art show that shows how each woman is different um how their their stories are different but they're not different from us mm -hmm. he's basically like saying anybody could be trying to show their humanity bars. yes exactly and the piece is beautiful i mean it's got all these women and they're very different and all very i mean just beautiful in their own way so it's a very cool piece um so going through this art piece is when he meets christina and Christina is in prison for killing her three-year-old daughter, Amber. He finds this out. He talks more to her about it and kind of takes it on as his project to showcase uh, her in a bigger Her personality. Piece. Yes, and, and Amber yeah. and everything she's gone through and all that. Right. So this is kind of the lens the documentary is taking is like, We'll circle back, right. you know, to that at the end where it's like, here's your art piece, right? Full circle, yeah. Full circle. Um, so, that's one, one characters. I don't know if you get into later, and I'm, I'm trying not to skip ahead, so that's why I'm being a little more quiet is because mm -hmm. I don't know if you're, you've touched on this later or not, but one thing they talk about with the things going back to, like, trying to turn the TV off, things like that, mm -hmm. is this stuff happened in the 80s, and the movies that were out at the time were, like, the Poltergeist movies, like, mm -hmm. uh, Ghostbusters, The Exorcist, all that stuff was huge during that time. Mm -hmm. So that, where that plays into things is a couple places, right? Um, 
one, a lot of the things she described happening happened in those movies. Mm-hmm. And then two, uh, a lot of people with that being on the forefront of everybody's mind were sitting there going, okay, this is a real life case of this. So now if you hear a story like that, people are going to be like, yeah, whatever. Usually. But in the 80s, they were like, we're literally watching movies about this stuff. It's real. Mm-hmm. So um, you got to think of the time frame that this all happened in as well. And that that's back in the 80s and during the poltergeist kind of era. Mm-hmm. And I do, I follow the format exactly how they told it in the documentary. And they go kind of skip between a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So we will be talking about things and revisiting a lot. Yeah. As That's why I was like, I didn't want to jump ahead if you've okay, got okay. that later in the, no, in the notes. Um, so then we meet, okay, I believe that they pronounce her name Jeannie. Yeah, I think Jeannie. so. Um, this woman is Christina's best friend, and Jeannie is also a uh, psychologist, a hypnotist. She's done a lot of different things, and she comes back, too. Um, but she's interviewed because she knew Christina very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, just to clarify, I wanted to take the minute here. Um, Tina and Christina are both the same person. They are Christina Boyer. So shortened her name. Yep, she shortened her name. Um, she goes by Tina. So, a lo- like, I think pretty much in the whole, my whole text, I pretty much call her Tina. Sometimes I'll say Christina, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in 1992, Unsolved Mysteries showcased her, um, her and her story, and it had John and Joan, which are Christina's adoptive parents. So, they were religious when Tina started having these things happen to her, and it frightened them quite a bit. Um, Tina is said to have been very scared during this time, um, both of her parents because they kind of lashed out and also of her powers that she was now having. She was terrified of it. Um, so the parents called in a priest to do an exorcism. As you do. As you do. You know, on a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Weird stuff's happening. You call on a priest for an exorcism. Right. Um, this exorcism, uh, she explains it that, you know, they, the priest put his hands on her head, was trying to bless her, kind of things were happening about the house, but it was not successful. Like, it didn't make her abilities stop, it didn't, it didn't do much. And keep in mind, she's, uh, right now, she's either a teenager or a preteen. Yeah, Yeah. she's like a preteen. Right, and so this is this is happening to a girl that's like high school age junior high age early high school age you know that that time area so if you can imagine anybody at that age having going through an experience like that like you're possessed we're going to have an exorcism that might have an effect on your life later right and like you was saying earlier like in the 80s people kind of were like is this really happening and like believed it more than they would today i would say um so after this priest came um christina's parents said they didn't really have anything to do but call like the authorities and the authorities 
just sent a photographer out. <laughs> They're like, what, it, what it, are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think really anybody knew what to do. Um, So they sent a photographer to come and take some pictures. And this is the only, like, I don't know, really interesting part of, like, her abilities to me was the phone. So she's sitting talking to these photographers and he says that a blanket comes up and goes over her head and then falls back down like the entity didn't want to be seen mm-hmm. um, when they're taking a picture right right when they're taking or, pictures yeah and then he's snapping his camera and a phone sitting next to tina just flies across her and we actually see the picture and the picture it the phone is vertically flying across her body um and it is it's weird it's yeah. really weird Um, It flies across her lap. Um, So they post this picture. They post an article. And it just, boom. When you say post, it's not like, (laughs) remember 80s. He wrote an article. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying, I'm reminding the audience (laughs) there, the people listening. That is true. This is the 80s. So by post, it's a a newspaper. Yeah, the newspaper article. Yeah. But it really takes off. Um. And this article just, I mean, it, it, I can't remember which article goes crazy. I can't remember which newspaper it was, but I feel like it was a bigger one. I mean, or like one of the, the bigger local ones or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Tina felt pretty good about this. She's like, see, this is proof. Like validation. Validation. Everybody's going to see this. So people started to believe her, right? Mm -hmm. Well, once the article was written and out, uh, Tina started getting bullied at school pretty heavily. Um, I mean, <laughs> kids are mean anyway. Yeah. They think Especially you've got poltergeist powers. They're gonna, like, just... Yeah. Um, so kids tried to push her down the stairs and told her to fly. Yeah, that, so, like, when I when they said that, it was almost like they paused at first, and they're like, they're like, they thought she was a poltergeist, so they tried to get her to, like, push her down the stairs or, like, throw her down the stairs, and in my mind, I my adult brain i was like wait what how is that what does that do and they're like to see if she can fly and i'm like that never even crossed my mind what were these (laughs) kids thinking like Mm -hmm. but it i mean then you think about how kids are about that age and you're like well i mean i guess i get how it goes through their brain but it's wrong (laughs) right um they would hum the tune twilight zone to her Mm -hmm. um do you know that one yeah, I think so. That's the do 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 that one. Yeah. All right, don't demonetize us. That was like three seconds. Right. <laughs> that was three seconds, and it wasn't even great. Yeah, it wasn't um. good enough to know what it was by anybody else. <laughs> um, she probably wouldn't even know what it was. She would probably be like, what are you... Wait, what? <laughs> I know you're trying to make fun of me, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, the bottom line here is kids are mean, and they suck. Mm-hmm, especially in um, high school. This, though, it triggered in my brain every horror movie I'd ever saw. I was like, she's gonna... I think that's where they got the Carrie from. Yes. Because that kind of stuff seems very Carrie-ish. And I haven't haven't seen Carrie. I just know a lot of it. I I know you always like Carrie. Yeah. Um, But it is like that. Like, in Carrie, she gets picked on, um, and she snaps, and she's like... I mean, it just sounded like a horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. don't pick on the person who you think has 
abilities. And it's, <laughs> like I said, I've mentioned a couple times it's in the 80s, but for some reason I'm picturing this in black and white in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think because of the... I know, I think because of the Carrie thing. I think because of also some of the things... Because when they showed the TV, right? When they yeah. showed the, like, TV won't shut off. It was one of those old ones with the knobs on the side that was looked like it was black and white from the 70s. Yep. So I, I think it gave me a little black and white vibes. And then... Mm-hmm. You know, Carrie was in black and white, right? The first one? The original original? I don't think so. Oh, you'd have okay. to see the blood. Ah, gotcha. So I think it was in color. It was color, just old. <laughs> yeah. Um, so an intuitive said that he felt like there was no joy in the home of the Rushes. Um, doctors of paranormal studies wanted to investigate what was happening. They talked about movies that were happening at the time, and Drew kind of touched on that. Um, but a expert, Bill William Roll. Are we saying expert or expert? Expert. Okay. He's an expert in paranormal happenings. So <laughs> he might be an expert in his field, but his field is weird. Like what <laughs> Sheldon Cooper says. Right. <laughs> He's like, I'm not saying you're dumb, or I'm not saying that you're not good at what you do. I'm just saying what you do isn't important. Not worth doing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, eh. um, so Billiam or Billiam, Bill William like Roll, <laughs> called like Billiam, um, believed that this was a rare human experience. He believed that it's rare, but this happens, right? Where you let off so much electromagnetic, uh, yes, yeah. Um, in your brain that you start to move objects. So basically he was saying that this is not paranormal. Well, I don't know what paranormal means. He's, it's not a ghost is what he is saying. He's saying that he feels like it was a phenomenon that happens in certain people's brains that send off more electrical signals and can do these things with electrical signals. Like he wasn't necessarily saying, yes, she's possessed. Mm-hmm. He was just saying she has something different with her brain that was doing things different electrically. Right. And I think he thought he was going to uncover all these people that could do this. Yeah. Right? Like, he thought he was going to be like the... Like X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Make me be nerdy. He thought he was going to be Charles Xavier. <laughs> um, William Xavier. William Xavier. So, the guy interviewed, he says, it's so rare. It's so rare that it's like... Who you gonna call? And then he jokes and he's like, like I shouldn't, I have shouldn't that. say that. And it's true and though. This guy that was interviewed, you're probably getting ready to say it, but mm-hmm. uh, is his at the time his assistant? Yes. Um. So yes. like an understudy or undergrad, like he's learning from him. Right. Um. So this doctor Bill moved into the house with them, which weird. Weird. Yeah, I yeah. thought that when I heard that too. I was like. I I don't I mean they were that's I how love it. that shows how worried the the uh, um, foster parent adopted parents were mm-hmm. in this situation to let a grown man a grown man just move into uh, your house to observe your teenage daughter like yeah this is creepy yeah like when you lay it out like that it's yeah it, it's just weird yeah um. And he kind of just moved in and then waited for something to happen. Yeah. And it, I, I was in my head picturing all this stuff, like, 
you know, I'm calling him Billiam now. I really want to call him Billiam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bill was, I just imagine him being like, you know, hey guys, what's for breakfast? Like, dude, you don't even, like, this isn't even your house. Right. Like, you're just here to observe her. Why are you, you know, why are we cooking for you now? Like, mm -hmm. you imagine a roommate that's just some random observer scientist. Right. Like, Plus living his with team, your family. right? Because he has, He's got he the has assistant, to have the assistant. He has at people, least. like, at least someone else doing the camera. Yeah. So, like, and I doubt they were living <laughs> in a mansion. Right. Like, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, so we see video from this time, um, and a lot of it is just kind of like focused on her, and she's just behaving like a a teenager. Right. Like she's just a teeny. Um, she's just chilling. Um, so one part of this is she's standing in the doorway, and a shampoo bottle moves outside of the room. It is not caught on camera, but there is sound. So we hear some of the sound, but we don't hear or see directly it they have a cat <laughs> right I, I explained that with a cat like a cat just decided to nudge it off the shelf right uh the doctor states that he believes that she in this moment emitted electrical charge from her brain and moved this object um christina talks about this experience of bill living with them as a positive one Mm -hmm. um, which let me my scientific brain here and i'm i'm a skeptic like i don't say that this stuff doesn't exist but i also don't say that it does mm -hmm. the skeptic in me goes okay she used an, an electric signal in her brain to knock a shampoo bottle off what if that it conducts metal right like the shower is going to be made of like tile that's mm -hmm. not like a metal conductor. The shampoo bottle's plastic. That's not a metal conductor. Like, what exactly was metal there to push it off with electricity? Right. So, like, I think his science already is kind of... I, I thought it was flawed. Like, when they start talking about other things, when they start talking about things with metal, and I'll let Sarah talk about it when we get there, when they talk about things with metal, that makes sense, right? Metal and electricity, magnets, mm -hmm. all that, that makes sense. But a shampoo bottle, it's plastic. Well, it's yeah, let's talk about that now because um, I don't think I wrote much of it in um, my notes. But it, when they're interviewing... Um, Jeanine, Jeanine. Jeanie, I think you said it was. Jeanie, Jeanie, Jeanie. Yeah. Um, sorry, her name is spelt different. So <laughs> anyway, um, she's bringing out all of these metal, mm -hmm. um, silverware, like, yeah, forks and spoons that Tina had allegedly, allegedly bent, um, in half. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like Matrix stuff, right? Like if mm -hmm. you guys remember the first Matrix, they're sitting there with the the kids that are supposed to be like uh, like geniuses and like can just bend the metal with their mind. Like mm -hmm. this is what we're talking about. Yeah, and that is something that can be faked, and it talks a little bit about it in uh, a part coming up. Um, but she has all these metal things that they say Christina twisted. Yeah. And, and there, you know, it was, this really, was supposedly proof. It was really twisted up and things mm -hmm. like that, but they don't, I don't think they had footage of that one, right? Right, no. 
And see, that's that's the problem with a lot of this. Uh, like you said, other than the phone and on a picture, mm-hmm. there hasn't been anything caught on camera yet. 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 So, um, like I said, Tina really talks positive about Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, she really confided in him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a teen that was going through a lot, we'll find. And I think she just wanted to be seen mm-hmm. by someone, to be honest. And I think Bill did that. Bill yeah. gave her attention. Um, and he, she tried really hard to impress Bill and to do things for Bill. Yeah. Um, to make it seem like she had powers or whatever. Um, she, she didn't want... <clears throat> She didn't want Bill to be out there for nothing, and she also didn't want Bill to leave. Right. I don't think. Yep. And then and it was a I mean, two-way street because Bill made her also believe that it was something that was cool and that she wasn't a freak, you know? Right. And so, I don't know. She she was gaining quite a bit from this is what I will say. Yeah. Um, Christina had a hard time. She um, always wanted to know who her bio parents were. And she was just looking for something more. She wanted that deep connection. Connection, yeah. Um, So we later find out that her birth mom left her at 10 months old. Um, Her birth mom had drug dependencies. 10 months? Was Mm -hmm. it 10 months? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And the reason it it comes up in here too. um, But... Her mom had drug dependencies and was a S worker. Uh-huh, right. I don't know if I can say that. Oh my yeah. God. But, um, so Christina's bio sister told them that their father was the mom's pimp. I don't know if I can say that either, but we're just going to say it. Because if I say P-I-M-P, it's <laughs> a rap song. It's, it's so, 50 Cent. It's 50 Cent. So... Yeah. Anyway, uh, the story was that Christina was sick at 10 months old and her mom took her to the hospital. Okay, that's where I got the part I was confused on. Yeah, she sat her on the bed and then just walked out and never came back. See, I thought that um, for some reason I got it in my head that like she had her and then left. But you're mm-hmm. you're right. Uh, Christina was left there at that age. Yeah. Yeah. And it could have been that Tina's birth mom couldn't financially provide for her didn't feel that she could raise her i thought that it was maybe she at the time was on drugs Mm -hmm. and she didn't want to get arrested that could be true like she was just like i gotta leave her here because the police are gonna come in and say like child protective services are gonna come in and say "I'm, i'm not a fit mother and i'm gonna get arrested and i just i'm gonna leave her so she gets taken care of, but mm-hmm. also leave her so that, like, I'm not getting arrested. Yep. So as we get this um, backstory from Tina's biological sister, um, she said that Tino's, Tina's family was Wiccan. Um, Blew my mind, because I did not know that that was a thing. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd heard Wiccan before, but I, I they were saying it like it was, like, and it... Don't make fun of me. I'm ignorant, okay? <laughs> They're talking about like it was a religion, and I it guess is. it is a religion. I, and it is, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Like, I thought, so I thought Wiccan and stuff like that. I think of like Supernatural, right? Mm-hmm. And where it's just like the whole like angels, demons, like stuff that you really think is probably, you know, not real, not hap- not saying that stuff's not real, but you know what I mean, like the 
put salt on your doorway is going to keep out ghosts. Like you're, you're like, that's probably not going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it does. I don't know. Tell me if you guys are salt in your doorways and it's helping. I just hearing that though, like the whole Wiccan thing, I was kind of like, I'd heard like, I didn't know that. I'd heard Satanism and things like that. I've heard all of those, but I hadn't heard Wiccan and people actually being like, she was saying, and this might be what you're getting ready to say. Uh, she was like, there are people that practice the light side and the dark mm-hmm. side of Wiccan. And I'm like, I didn't know any of this was a thing in general. I didn't know it was a thing back in the 80s. I I mean, I assume that they have had this forever. Which, but, I mean, if you don't hurt people, do right. you? Like, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't care. Um, it's kind of like Satanism in a way. It's not. But I'm saying, like, in the in the eyes of people... They think if you're Wiccan or you're Satanism that you're bad, and uh-huh. people don't look into what they actually believe. Yeah. Um, but I don't know much about that stuff. So I if don't, you guys I do, don't really either. let us know. I don't know if that goes into the Salem stuff, too, because didn't they say, too, like, maybe I'm getting this confused with something else, but I thought they said, too, like, uh, one of their relatives or something was from... The whole Salem's, I don't know. I don't, I didn't hear any of that, but they Maybe did I, say. I might have got that confused with something else. What they did say was that their grandmother and their mother could move objects without touching them. Mm-hmm. So this isn't what they believe is an inherited power. Their grandma, what's it? Yeah, no, I'm getting that confused with something else. I, I, I definitely am getting something. Okay. I, yeah. I know what I'm getting it confused with, actually. And it's kind of funny what I'm getting it confused with. <laughs> Uh, Is it American Horror Story? No, I oh. saw I saw a TikTok of uh, Matt Reif that oh, and he's yeah. talking about how like the lady from the crowd's talking about like yeah one of my family members was actually from Salem during the witch trials and like she could read palms and all this like oh my. and read tea leaves and all this stuff and it, in my brain somehow I got the two combined I guess Wiccan and which I <laughs> leave me alone people it's late. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on. Now. Wiccan is a thing. Um, Wiccan that, is a thing. Uh, their family, their bio family, practices practice it. that they could move things without touching them. Their mother, so this is Tina and her bio sister's biological mother, Barbara Jean Davis. Um, her sister says that even a drawing on the wall will move or fall without touching it, and that drawing is of Barbara. Jean Davis. So it's the grandma, right? Yep, the grandma. Because they said the kid didn't like that drawing. Right. They didn't like that picture because it it moved and fell all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So we kind of go back to Doctor Bill here. Um. He. We have some weird names here, like Barbara Jean. I'm immediately thinking of like Reba. <laughs> <laughs> that Barbara Jean, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> we got Doctor Bill. Dying in we got Doctor Bill's just a weird name in the this first place. This episode is all over the place. I know. I I'm going on tangents too. My bad. It's okay. So we we kind of go back to Doctor Bill. Um, he believes this is all brought on by stress. Um, that Tina was very stressed, and that her adoptive dad John would beat her with a broomstick. He would make her sit on a chair for hours. Um, Tina also states that her biological, no, her adopted brother Mm. would molest her. 
Yeah. And that she told her parents this and they slapped her and didn't believe her. They said, why are you always looking for attention? Mm-hmm. She says that he began touching her um, at the age of 12 and it went on for years. Um, big surprise, he went on to be an S offender and went to prison mm -hmm. for his crimes. He took his own life, so we, well, now have no other victims, so that's a good thing. Yeah. But um, no one believed her, and it could have really saved, you know, other people. So saved other people. It could have saved, her, yeah, a lot of trauma for her. So it just, it's, it's like a lot of our stories where you have childhood trauma and stress and stuff. Don't just dismiss it. Like... Talk to the kid right. and, and try of, to understand a it. A lot of parents do just dismiss a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so please believe your kid. Believe yeah. any any victim who comes to you and I mean, says that this has happened. Please believe them. Yeah, and at the very least, as an as a parent, you should want to investigate and know what really happened, right? right. Like yeah. no matter what, like you can you can believe the kid. And also want to know what happened. That's mm -hmm. a th you can do both those things. And or try you to get your son help. Right. Yeah. I mean, just because like it, I, it's messed up that he did that. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie. I have a hard time saying that I would ever. I, I don't know that I would ever be okay with somebody who did that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you have a better chance of them not doing it again and them being a normal human being if you get them help. Mm -hmm. If you ignore the problem, it's only going to get worse. Yep. Uh, so, Tina explains that after the paranormal stuff started happening, that Joan and John started treating her differently and was scared of her. We see some recorded tape of Tina explaining that she moved pretty heavy objects, like a coffee table, dresser, things like that. Yeah, and he was, she, the dresser was in the room, and he was like, you could move that heavy thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think regard regardless of any of the paranormal doings, that Tina was just a sad girl mm -hmm. um, who was mistreated, and there was a lot of horrible stuff going on. And I think the documentary does a really good job of pointing that out, mm -hmm. that regardless of either way, this girl had some very bad drama. Yeah. And it's... it's she yeah. did, and that explains why um, she gravitated towards Dr. Bill. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, like, he was giving her attention, but not, like, her parents who were abusing her or her, you know, um, stepbrother who was abusing her, all that. Like, attention and not abuse. Mm -hmm. Attention. Yep. Um, so then, at this time in our story, back in the day, is when James Randi appears. James um, Randi. James Randi. He is a famous magician. Guys with two first names drive me crazy. <laughs> and he also is a man that debunks paranormal activity. So he came in and tried to debunk everything that happened. And by that, like, he was even debunking other music musicians, magicians, magicians yes. tricks. It'd be impressive if he debunked musicians. but <laughs> You are not a singer. Debunking their tricks of how they could, like, do what they were doing. Right. So, like, just any magic trick, like, here's how you do it. Right. Basically, the biggest buzzkill at a party that you could possibly think of. <laughs> yes. Um, he's a magician that tells all of his secrets, basically. Yeah, and everybody else's, too. <laughs> yes. 
He's the biggest snitch in the magician world. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, none of the magicians James like Randy, him. James Randy, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Just sit down. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is where he shows how bending of the spoons can be faked. Um, and he kind of does it on TV and people are like, whoa. Hmm. Anyway, um, so get this. This piece of shit <laughs> offers the family money to prove that it's fake. So they showed up at his at their door with yeah. money with a not even real check. Like a, oh. they said a faked check. Like he didn't have the, <laughs> it, it didn't actually it. have the money. It was like a... Uh, is it one of those big checks? <laughs> it didn't say that. That makes it funnier, though. It does. But yeah, he showed uh, up. James Randy. <laughs> he showed up with a check that he did not have the money for. Uh, just been oh like, my God. Here, here is a million dollars. I don't have a million dollars, but here's a check for a million dollars that's going to bounce as soon as you cash it. <laughs> He's I'm, just a dick. I'm going to disprove that your daughter is possessed. Right. So, <laughs> the family at this point decides that they were going to hold a press conference. Because it made them mad. They, it did. They, he, they were, you know, he shows up and they're like, we'll show you that right. this is real. They're like, don't call us crazy. Yeah. Like, we've we've lived through it. We've experienced it. We believe this is real. And you showed up saying you're going to give us money and debunk it. Like, that makes us crazy. Like, mm -hmm. you think we're crazy. Yeah. So they hold this press conference, and they state that this is supposed to be a one-hour press conference. It turns into nine hours that they're sitting there just staring at this young girl, and nothing happens. She's literally sitting on a couch. Yeah. She's sitting on a couch with both of her parents to the side of her, and they're just staring at her, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And um, so <sighs> nothing happens. People think it's a hoax. The press was told to put their cameras down, and magically then, a lamp falls over. Mm -hmm. We see that this camera was still rolling. Mm -hmm. Christina did not know the camera was still rolling, and it the camera caught her clearly pulling over the lamp. She, like, stretched, and then, like, during the stretch like cut i mean she was trying to be smooth you could see it really clearly but yeah. she was trying to be smooth like caught her finger get inside the lampshade and mm -hmm. pull it come back down with her hands yep it's a great description um and tina said that her mother told her to do something basically yeah i said that she took her into the kitchen at like the eighth hour mm -hmm. saying like you need to do something because people are going to think her crazy yeah um, and this family was just desperate. Yeah. Um, this part was so sad because it did seem like a circus. Mm -hmm. Like, you have all these cameras flashing. She's like, she was meant to prove all of this. And she was 14 at this time. Right. That is just sad. It's really, really sad. So, um... And you're a 14-year-old. You have all that pressure on you. Of course you're going to want to try to make something happen, to, you know, because you don't want whatever the alternative is of people not believing you and then everybody mm -hmm. calling you a you know fake and all that stuff then it, it backfired on her yep. because then everyone was like oh she she's she been faking, faking all this she's been faking so we caught it thing. on camera yep we caught it on camera she's a fake um but dr bill billiam 
Good old Dr. Bill. He is still believed that Tina had something special and he wasn't going to give up on her. So he invited her to North Carolina to mm-hmm. go undergo some experiments. Um, she went to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, this is where she meets Jeannie. Jeannie, I think, yeah. Uh, Jeannie was studying to be a hypnotist at the time. And she would put Tina under hypnosis and try to make things happen. She would tell Tina to bring up traumatic events to see if that would cause anything to happen around her. Um, Jeannie was also meant to be with Tina 24-7 and mm-hmm. care for her. Like, um, at a crazy amount. Like, yeah. she said that they literally went to the bathroom together. Yep. Slept hand-in-hand hand type of thing. Yeah. And let's not, you know, skip this part, too. Mm-hmm. Her parents... Yes. Just, like, go. Yep. See ya. Go. Go. Bye. We, you know, at least she won't be making stuff crash here. Like, they literally just sent her... With a doctor who's been living in their house for I don't I don't know how long it was, but living in their house across the country from Idaho to North Carolina. See you later. Like I mean, thank God that Doctor Bill was not a I, so, pedophile because okay. that would have been. So I had that thought. I did I, too, but I'm not. I don't know that she she didn't say any of that happened. She liked mm-hmm. Doctor Bill. I want to think that's not true, mm-hmm. but some of it did creep me out a little it's bit. It made me feel like he might have groomed her a little bit. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. But I don't know that, and I don't want to accuse that. Uh, and I don't know if they said he passed away or not. But like mm-hmm. he wasn't interviewed, so I assumed maybe yeah. he passed or passed away. But like it was a little creepy in that way the the relationship that they had and not but, only bill but Jeannie because Jeannie was an adult at the time too yeah and, and so she's putting herself that well her parents her guardians are putting her in a pretty vulnerable position here and, and neither one neither like Jeannie didn't say this and Christina didn't say this right. so I'm, I'm hoping that like that means he wasn't like that but right. just like describing how uncomfortable the relationship seems from an onlooker like i wouldn't be comfortable with my kid having that kind of relationship yeah it was very uncomfortable (laughs) um it it felt it felt just uncomfortable it did um and i mean on top of that you have this power dynamic Mm -hmm. because i thought the same thing yeah he's a doctor and he's also like the, this professional and he's also field. the only one giving her that attention mm-hmm. too which is the thing she was looking for yep yep and he is basically getting her to perform right for him um doing all these experiments you need to do what and, i asked of you yeah and she and we were talking about her trying to basically please him and not disappoint him that that's the kind of grooming i was feeling there yes and so so, like is emotional grooming for sure yeah it maybe wasn't in that way Mm -hmm. but it felt like it was at least akin to that yeah like it was close and it just it's not right right and Um, i I think and you're probably going to get into this uh that's the reason this is Probably next, right? That's the reason the first assistant that we talked about left, right? Is like he yes. was uncomfortable of the things that Dr. Bill was asking her to do mm-hmm. and the way he was asking her to perform and things like that. And he said, I just, I'm not going to do it. I'm out. I'm out. Yep. Good point. 
Um, it seemed at this point that Tina's powers had kind of come to a stop. Um, she, they were doing all these experiments and it just, they weren't getting what they wanted out of her. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Um, so Tina went to Delphi University of Spiritual Studies in Maycaysville, Georgia. As Tina's abilities started to fade, she was really trying to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. Um, she could tell that they were disappointed that she wasn't doing what they wanted. Right. And she just wanted to do it so badly. Yeah. Um, but it, nothing really panned out. So they sent her back home with the Reshes, her adoptive Which is, family. You think that's that's a big trauma area for her, mm -hmm. too. A very big trauma area. Um, so she's going back into this house. She was 16 at this time. Um, and Joan and... John decided that they didn't want her anymore. They're like, we don't want... I think they probably thought that when they sent her off with Dr. Bill. Yeah. Like, we don't want you anymore. And keep in mind, too, the abusive brother was still there. Yes. Stepbrother. Why would you adopt a child if you were just in 16 years just going to be like, bye? I mean, I'm sure in their mind they're like, well, we didn't know our child that child was possessed or we wouldn't have done that. But, like, that's messed up. Very messed up. Um, so they didn't want her anymore, so they sent her to a juvenile detention center. Even though she had done nothing wrong. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, I didn't know that was possible. Um, so at 16, Tina just decided to run away. She was like, nobody wants me here. Um, she married a man that was very abusive to her. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she shortly found out that she was pregnant with Amber. Um, Tina was over the moon happy that she was a mother now. Mm -hmm. um, she, there was a weird quote that she said, which she was like, this child is biologically mine, so we have a biological love. And I know that comes from trauma with your adoptive parent, but it's not like that for everybody. I just want to say that. Yeah, so I... I want to wonder how you took it. I want to see if you took it the same way. I took it as, uh, yes, the adoption thing, but also, like, she wanted that uh, unconditional attention, mm -hmm. and she finally got it with her kid. Yeah. Like, because, like, her kid depended on her. Yep. And so, unlike with her, her adopted parents who didn't really want her, brother dr bill who wanted something out of her like it, mm -hmm. her kid just wanted her and that was like the first time in her life according to her that she has had something like that that's a great point that her adoptive parents wanted her to probably sit and shut up for a while and her not, brother yeah. wanted that out right. of her Dr. Bill and Jeannie wanted her to perform. She had nobody that just didn't want anything from her. Right. And, and that's just really sad. And her kid, being a kid, just mm -hmm. wants her. Right. Just wants her. Um, so, but I did want to point out that, like, just, it's not always, you can have such love with an adoptive. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Definitely. any kind of family that you have. So, yeah. but I just want to point that out. Yep. Um, but she started having some weird stuff happening again. Clocks were turning, glass was falling. Um, was this Tina or was this Amber? 
that was a big question that it was kind of like, what's going on here? And remember, they, they felt like this was generational in that family. Mm-hmm. They, they felt like the grandmother, the mother, Tina, and then now the child. Yeah. So one day, Tina puts Amber down for a nap. The smoke alarm goes off, and she runs in there. And this is where the first episode ends. And I one, one quick thing on that. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't know her biological family yet right right she hasn't she hasn't found the biological family yet she doesn't find them till later so she doesn't know this is a biological thing right now right exactly and this is something they don't really revisit later and i kind of wanted them to yeah they didn't go as deep into the biological family uh, as it would have been interesting they mentioned to. They it, and they kind of seemed like they were going to go into it, and then... They did say that when they when they met, they had a really good relationship. Yeah. But, yeah. But when she... When that stuff happened, she went to uh, Dr. Bill. Mm-hmm. And, and Jeannie. Yep. So, this is where the first episode ends. We start getting into uh, way more about Amber and what happens next in the next episode. So hang in with us. And so we're going to uh, we're gonna do this a little different. We're going to try to record it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we'll get through it all tonight, but we might try. We might not. I don't know. We're both tired. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to try to record it all. And then if you guys come up with comments and you want to comment on this video with your thoughts, they mm-hmm. could make it into our videos. And so we'll... Um, yeah, if you comment, we may come back in completely different clothes and <laughs> record a little extra at the end talking about your comments yeah. on one of the next videos. Yep. Um, definitely tell me what you think on this first one. Um, after this first one, I was like, where the hell is this going to go? Yeah, I was too, what really. What the heck? And now knowing all the information, I have kind of a different... It's not really where I you. expected it to yeah, go. Yeah, it wasn't. But let's hype it up that yes it gets a little crazy <laughs> well, it, it does get a little crazy but it's it's unpredictable i guess where I was going. that was the, that was how i was trying to hype it in my non-hyping <laughs> voice i know I, I don't want you guys to just stop because yeah. it's so good and but, no, it is interesting it definitely is it just doesn't go the way you would expect it to you exactly. you expect it to be a certain way based on the first episode and then the second episode's different right so hang in with us uh what is it that cameron said don't go um (laughs) don't go come back um because we are gonna do episode two who killed amber bennett stick around okay peace oh yeah bye I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out. Help us grow. Um, You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, Yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, Tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187, so we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I think that's it, Um, and of course YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.